0: Chapter twenty three of Captain Sparkle Pirate This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Captain Sparkle Pirate by Nicholas Carter. Chapter twenty three The Summons at the Door the frenchman meant what he had said too there could be no doubt of that sincerity as well as rapture and admiration were depicted on his face as he knelt there before the detective Kissing him. for a moment nick regarded him intently and then he said rise monsieur Lafret, for be assured you are the best fencer with whom i have ever contended ah is that so is it true what you say to me monsieur yes it is quite true then i am content yes i am content it is an honour but to have fenced with such as you are but to be told that i am the greatest with whom you have ever contended ah that is the rapture, indeed. And you, monsieur, I have not yet the honour of hearing your name. Nor has any other person within the chateau, replied Nick. Ha! Say you so? Then you came here by stealth? Eh? Is it true? Yes, it is quite true. To meet me? To meet Antony Lafrette? To fence? it seems that i did come here to meet you and to fence with you replied nick slowly but there was also another purpose in my coming ah monsieur i think perhaps that i comprehend Lafitte had regained his feet by this time and both were rapidly resuming their outer clothing to this last remark nick did not reply he waited to see what the frenchman would have to say next is it the madame no the lady who came over the sea with monsieur jean yes nick nodded an affirmative monsieur is perhaps a relative no a brother ah can it be that monsieur is the husband of madame no said nick i am none of those but i am her defender i have come here to rescue her to take her away to restore her to her friends and i am gladdened i am content it is as it should be i myself i antony lafrette should have constituted myself her defender as soon as possible only today this afternoon the madam took me into her confidence she told me of her friends who love her who are on the other side of the water in america where i should so much like to go. Would you, indeed? asked Nick. Then give me a helping hand in this matter, and you shall return with me. And I think I can promise you that your art will bring you in a big revenue over there from those whom you will teach to fence. I thank you, Monsieur. Perhaps after I have performed the service which Monsieur asks of me, I shall have the honour to accept Monsieur's offer. But now, see! Lafret thrust one hand into the pocket of his coat, and drew forth two letters, which he gave into Nick's hands, and to the detective's surprise, he saw that one of them was addressed to himself, and the other to Maxwell Kane. The latter he returned into the Frenchman's hands. Then, holding the other before his eyes, he said this one is for me monsieur ah then you are the nicholas carter no who is mademoiselle harland's affianced is it not so no she did not tell me so but i gathered that much from what she has told me mademoiselle is beautiful monsieur is she well is she safe has she been injured in any way is she suffering asked the detective rapidly mademoiselle is well though greatly troubled replied lafret gravely she is also safe since i Antony, am here to lay down my life in her defence at any moment she has not been injured save in her pride and she does not suffer only because of the separation from her friends thank you lafret she indeed found a friend when she discovered you now where is she at the present moment she is in the great tower monsieur and can you take me there not now but later yes i was there but now it was then that she gave me the letters to send i told her that i did not know how soon they might be dispatched ah monsieur i little thought i Antony that I should have the felicity of delivering one of the letters by hand, and so soon, and to the greatest of all fencers in the world. Is she alone in the tower room, Antoni? Ah, Monsieur does me even a greater honor. He admits to me his friendship by making use of one of my baptismal names in addressing himself to me. No, she is not alone. Monsieur Jean de Cadillac is with her. But later? Yes, she will be alone. He will not remain. He has gone to plead his hopeless cause again. And who besides the Count is there with her? There is no one, Monsieur. Then come. We will go there at once. You will lead the way. I have something to say to him as well. But Monsieur is mad to think of such a thing. There are a hundred armed men in this castle all ready to do the bidding of the count at a mere gesture of his hand, Perhaps the Monsieur Cartier does not know, but they are smugglers. This is their headquarters. It is to this place where they bring the spoils of their trade and it is I who am also a prisoner here as well as Mademoiselle. I discovered the smugglers' secrets unwisely i have been detained a prisoner two years i have the freedom of the chateau yes but beyond it la la if i should attempt that a bullet would stop me but there is one among the smugglers yes who is my friend it was through tim whereby i hoped to mail the letters although i greatly fear they might not have gone but monsieur is mad to think of going to the tower while the count is there there are a hundred armed men in the chateau and he has but to signal to them i don't care if there is a thousand said nick take me there if monsieur insists i do insist eh bien it is done but first monsieur my rapier and a pistol or two if it is to fight and it will be so it is well to be prepared The fret was as cool now and as determined as the detective himself. He had no fear. That was evident. He only needed a leader. Nick watched him while he coolly provided himself with such weapons as he needed. The rapier, which he had contended against the detective, a pair of revolvers, and a short sword, which he buckled on the side opposite the rapier. It is well to be provided, he said non The rapier is a long weapon with which to fight ruffians such as these men are. Sometimes a bulgion will knock it from your hand when nothing else would do so. And then, you see, I have this to fall back upon, no? Come, monsieur, I am ready. He led the way from the room then, closing the door after him. In the corridor it was dark. But the Frenchman seemed to know the way perfectly well, and he started forward without hesitation, although greatly to Nick's surprise, in the direction opposite that in which the tower was located. Nick stopped him. The tower is not in that direction, he said, whispering in his ear. No, monsieur, but our way to it lies in this direction. We turned down a corridor to the right, and then again toward the tower. "'Then we shall arrive at the place we want.' "'Good,' said Nick. "'Go ahead.' As they were passing the doors, which Nick had fastened on the outside, he called Lafrette's attention to them, touching the button of his pocket electric light in order to do so. Lafrette nodded and smiled. "'They cannot get out,' he said, "'unless they climb down by way of the vines.' "'And so it was. "'I have no doubt that you entered—' No in this room are the officers of the two vessels which do the smuggling in that room yonder should be the captain of one of them the other captain is ill he is in england where it is said he will die he was wounded by a coast-guard and the men where are they asked nick they are below monsieur two floors on what you would call the ground floor ah that magic light of yours monsieur It is fine, but we do not require it now. They went on, silently and swiftly. They turned through the corridor to the right, as Lafrette had indicated, and then again toward the tower. Presently, they arrived at the foot of a flight of winding stone stairs, which led upward through the darkness toward the summit of the tower. Here, Nick touched the button of his light again and glanced at his watch. It is nine o'clock, Antony, he said. Yes, monsieur. At ten, the count would retire, if we did not disturb him. And the men? What do they do with themselves? Ah, they smoke and gamble and drink themselves into a stupor. By midnight, they would be, for the most part, helpless. Then why have you not sought such an opportunity to escape from the chateau? There are always guards, monsieur. They are always on the watch. Once, when one of them slept at his post, Monsieur Jean discovered him and shot him dead. Indeed, muttered the detective. There is something of the soul's ear about him, after all. What was Monsieur pleased to remark? Lead on, Antoni. Let us lose no time. They went on in silence after that, winding up the stairs until it seemed to Nick that they should long ago have arrived at the summit of the tower. But at last, Antony paused before a door of solid oak and pointed at it. He said, Mademoiselle is here, monsieur. Monsieur Jean is with her. I think if you knock, he will open. And there is no other way of gaining admittance, for the door is solid. But he will open. Ah! Then we will enter before he has the opportunity to close it again. Is it not so? No? Yes. Nick Carter raised his hand and rapped loudly against the door. End of chapter 23